yes, it's flexible and you can work whenever you want to work, but you also have to be driven to, to get the job done and know that even though it's really nice outside and it's kind of the first day of summer, I can't just go outside all day. (laughs) Hey, Kayla, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. You tell the listeners where you are located. I am in Dakota Dunes, South Dakota. And how close to the water? <laughs> um, well, we're built on sand dunes right along the Missouri River. So it's just probably a block down the road or so. So we get criticized quite a bit for even building here because we flood almost every year. But it's pretty. So we'll take it. Probably not as pretty as some of your other uh guests have it with uh, ocean views and whatnot, but I'll take the river. And what's the vibe like there? I would say during the summer when you can actually utilize the river a little bit more, um, it's, I would say it's far more relaxed. Uh, Winter time, everybody's kind of cooped up in their house and we're just frozen popsicle people. But um, right now everybody is just kind of especially given COVID and everybody already kind of being in lockdown for like the last year now, um, being able to go back outside and just enjoy the outdoors and you've seen boats out on the river and people are camping again. And it's just, it's so nice to be able to be outside again and actually use what we have. So it's very cool. How about the entrepreneurship vibe? Awesome. Awesome. Honestly, there it's, it's almost like a, we're very rural, obviously. So it's very much a network of a ton of small businesses that are just kind of trying to help each other, especially, like I said, I mean, I don't want to keep going back to the whole pandemic thing, but any way that we can collaborate with one another, we've really taken the opportunity to do that because, you know, foot traffic is few and far between and it's picking up now, but um, any way that we can help each other out is very much the kind of that rural community vibe, I guess. Um, Even once the pandemic's over, I mean, I think that it's still going to continue. It's kind of always been that way, but we've definitely seen a lot more of that over the last 12 months or so. And have you lived in Dakota Dunes your whole life? Um, Pretty close. I mean, I grew up about 45 minutes south of here, so it's not too far from where I've grown up. And what did you, where, and where were you previously to starting your own business? I was working for PCmatic. That's an antivirus company. So it was focusing on cybersecurity software. Um, I started there as an entry-level marketing position, worked there for five and a half years, ended up working my way up to vice president of marketing. I did that for a little over a year. And then I left and started pursuing my own um, marketing firm, which I've been doing for almost a year and a half now, I would say, Um, you know, just kind of slowly building that until I was able to kind of fully take that on as a full-time responsibility. So definitely a a building process before just leaping in head first. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been an adventure so far. What made you want to take that leap and start your own thing? Um, Well, I started 
right after I had my second baby and it was just kind of another way to make a little extra money, um, you know, on maternity leave. And then I found that I really, really liked it. I mean, I like just working with different people and doing different things. Um, and then I started working with the center for rural affairs in Nebraska and they work primarily with small business owners in rural communities. And I love, Growing up in such a small town, I know what that main street life is all about, and that's their livelihood, and that's what keeps businesses open is the people that live there. So whatever I can do to kind of help sustain those main street businesses, um, you know, I, I want to do, and I found a lot of passion in that. So once I was able to continue to grow this to the point where I couldn't give both a hundred percent anymore. I knew that something kind of had to give. So at that point is when I kind of took the leap, but, um, you know, finding the passion before that, I think obviously helped and then being able to build it to that point. And when you think back to your previous experience, like what's, what's something that you took from working in that anti-virus cybersecurity space that you've taken now to what you're doing today? I would say I, I had a really close and I think I, I still have a really close relationship with the CEO there and he has been in marketing much of his career. So I had, I had the ability to kind of learn directly from someone with a plethora of knowledge. So given not only, you know, the cybersecurity space and that, aspect of it. But I, I think that some of the things that he taught me, even like the one-liners of, you know, like you're going to fail if you keep overthinking this, like just stop overthinking it. Um, you know, and I find myself reflecting on some of those things more often um, than not, just because it's nice to, it's almost like he's just sitting on my shoulder. Like, you know, do you, do you really need to be thinking so much? Like let's execute on some of this. Like you're thinking too deep kind of thing. Um, you know, so I think that that's probably by and large, one of the biggest things that I took from there is just kind of his mentorship. Um, but again, like I said, even the one liner of like, you're going to fail if you keep overthinking it. So just knowing when to execute and when to sit back and really, truly analyze and knowing where to draw that line. Let's transition to your business and the services that you offer. Um, can you give like a brief breakdown of that? Brief is pretty much all marketing services um, because I work with a lot of mom and pop shops that have no marketing. They don't have a marketing department. They don't have an individual marketing resource on their team. So it's really focusing on what their marketing needs are. Um, many of them are just kind of starting out. So do they want a website? Does that make sense? Um, you know, a rural gravel business in the panhandle of Nebraska is going to have a completely different marketing strategy than a coffee shop opening in, you know, a, a tri-city state or tri-city area. So I think that there really isn't just one niche, um, you know, like say content creation that kind of falls into all aspects of it, but it's not just one piece. You know, there's traditional, traditional marketing elements that are included for some and not others. Others, it's really heavy on social media and digital strategy. So, I mean, it really just kind of depends on what makes sense for each one of them. But I think it's there's no cookie cutter um, example, I guess, because I just work with so many different different businesses. 
What do you enjoy most about what you do on a daily basis? I think the lack of cookie cutting. You know, there's just, like I said, I I have businesses that, a gravel business, a coffee shop, a floral shop, um, a vodka distillery. I mean, it's just, there's so many different people that I get to work with and I get to work with these business owners one-on-one. You know, it's not me working with just one particular person in that company because they're just so small. It's me working with the business owners and really truly understanding their passion and what makes them tick and who do they see as their ideal customers going to where that audience is and really truly finding out how we can leverage their business and increase brand awareness. And like I said, it's just so different for every business. Um, So there's always a new challenge. I mean, there's, it's, it's never a rinse and repeat. There's two things I love, catch and raise and catch a new business. But getting tan is a lot easier than getting your business found online. If you're struggling to get new customers from your website, let my decade of experience work for you. Surf on over to callmect.com and fill out a quick form. I'll be sure to answer as soon as I get back from the beach. What do you think is the most underrated aspect about being an entrepreneur, being your own boss, doing your own thing? It's kind of twofold, right? So people expect you to be more flexible because you are your own boss. You can work when you want to work and all of that. But I don't think that they really understand what that means or what that looks like because there's nights where I'm working until 11 o'clock or I'm up at five to get something done or, you know, so I think that yes, the flexibility is wonderful. And I absolutely love that. And it's great to be able to wake up at five. If I want to wake up at five and start working, you know, stay in bed and pull out the laptop and just start working. Um, But I think that that's one of the, one of the things that maybe some people don't fully understand is that, Yes, it's flexible and you can work whenever you want to work, but you also have to be driven to to get the job done and know that even though it's really nice outside and it's kind of the first day of summer, I can't just go outside all day. <laughs> you know, there's still things that need to be done and social posts that need to be created and all of that good stuff. So, um, you know, I think that there's finding that balance, but I think it's hard for people to really get that unless you're in that position. I am very similar to what you just said in the sense of, hey, I'm I'm available not 24-7. I have to sleep, but like I'm not just available eight to five. Have you tried to set a specific hourly schedule or you know, I I pretty much just work whenever it works for me. You know, I mean I I work from my own house. I have two smaller kids, um, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So if they want to take a break at two o'clock in the afternoon to go do a puzzle, like, okay, let's take 15 minutes. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, I know that based on what their schedules are like, uh, when I can kind of schedule things as far as even this, you know, or, um, one of my kids is in dance. So I know that Wednesday nights, like I just, I can't schedule anything or, you know, I'm kind of out at that point, but, um, I also try to be pretty respectful of my family time at night. So if I have someone call at six and they want to talk for an hour, like, okay, we can do that. But 
moving forward, you know, I let's try and schedule something for during the day or whatever that may look like. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of set those boundaries initially. And oftentimes it's, it's the people that, you know, maybe got referred to me. So they call me when they're off work or whatever that looks like. So I'm pretty flexible during those initial conversations because I, I obviously want to work with people and I have bills to pay and I want more clients. So, you know, there's, there is that level of flexibility, but I think for an ongoing relationship, just making sure that they understand, you know, that you obviously, you have a life outside of this, um, you know, and it's, I, I didn't open this business or start this business to completely overrun my life. I wanted to have more flexibility. Um, and also, you know, it obviously being a wife and a mom is a priority to me. So I think there's definitely times to set those boundaries, but that doesn't mean that just because it's five o'clock, I'm done working. What's the best business advice you ever received? Given where I am and the services that I provide, um, I was told by an owner of an agency, they do something very similar to what I, the services that I offer. And she just said, you know, I, I would encourage you to continue to build relationships with other agencies similar to mine and make you an option for a referral source because my, my ideal client does not really fit their portfolio. They're bigger, you know, maybe not a ton bigger. Um, you know, I wouldn't maybe not enterprise level, but what my, my ideal client is doesn't necessarily match theirs, but if they Google, you know, um, marketing consultant in Iowa or South Dakota, you know, they aren't going to see me first. So if I can build relationships with the people that, you know, do rank higher from a SEO perspective or paying for those ads, then I can kind of have a steady uh, lead funnel, I guess. So that was a really good conversation that I had a couple of weeks ago, which, I mean, I think is a solid piece of advice for, for anyone, you know, who's offering some kind of consulting services. If you can collaborate and build those relationships with people that could be a lead source for you, by all means. Thank you so much for jumping on. Where can my listeners check you out online? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on Facebook, um, lconsulting.com. Um, otherwise, I'm sure when you post this, go ahead and tag me on, on LinkedIn and we can connect there. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Perfect. Thank you. You're still here? Well, while I have you, if you found today's episode valuable or useful, I would love if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps to expand the reach of the podcast. And if not, then just forget the last 10 seconds. Thanks. Talk to you next week.